This episode of Talk Central is brought to you by Pinnacle, Africa's top ICT distribution business, delivering the exceptional every time. I'm Richard van Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 240, for the week starting 5 November 2018. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central. You can WhatsApp the show, 71 on Talk Central this week, we look at Apple's new iPads. Also this week, Naspash to invest billions in technology startups. Black Friday is coming, and do we really care? And you can now store your data in the form of powder. Interesting. It's Monday. We're recording on a slightly off, uh, off, the, off the day, but uh, we're not coming to you live, and it's time to talk everything tech. Show. How's it, Rehat? How's it, Duncan? We are indeed recording on a Monday afternoon. I think this is the first time we've ever recorded this show on a Monday. Mm, interesting. Good milestone. Yeah, yeah. You were, <laughs> you were um, laid low yesterday, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just say, yeah, I wasn't really fit for... Fit for, for purpose. ...speaking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's terrible, uh, but yeah, I'm recovered now. And I was away, of course, last weekend down at the coast, so um, we didn't record last weekend, so there's quite a lot to catch up on. Uh, But before we get into all the news, let's do our quiz. The first question, Apple has dumped a lightning connector in the new iPad Pros for what type of I.O. port? And uh, Rachel, you can see I I write write these questions at high speed, so it's a bit of a a challenge uh, for you to figure out exactly what I meant to write. Um, I should have have fixed it. So if you hear Rachel stumbling over his words occasionally, it's not not him. It's it's my typing in the show notes. uh, It can be a bit appalling sometimes. The second question, former Vodacom executive Romeo Kamala is said to be launching a new tech investment fund. What is it called? The third question, which airline systems were compromised earlier this month, affecting the records of 9.6 million customers? Ouch. And uh, IBM last week said it would buy which open source software company? And the final question, which South African mining veteran wants to build a battery material giant to help challenge China's domination of the nascent industry? As always, we'll get to the answers to the quiz at the end of the show. But let's uh, let's dive into this week's uh, news. Oh, before we start, uh, we I have some uh, bull, uh, builders outside my office window here. So uh, <laughs> if there is some, they're busy rebuilding a wall. So if there's some clinking and clanking uh, during the course of the podcast, you know what it is. But um, uh, they seem to have gone quiet. So hopefully we're in luck. Yeah, it's lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so let, let's let's dive in, and of course we had another big Apple keynote last week. Um, mm. Did you watch it, Rehat? I didn't watch the thing live. I was a bit busy, but I caught up on it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you know, as a, as a non-Apple fanboy these days, as interested as what I am, um, yeah, I didn't. You're just not that excited it. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I must say that a new Apple uh, that iPad Pro, yes. It's a nice piece of kit. Well, I've, um, I was more excited about this uh, keynote, I must say, than I was about the iPhone keynote. I'm not an iPhone yeah. user. I have no intention yeah. of becoming an iPhone user. Um, but I am very interested in these new iPads, and uh, they look beautiful. They look absolutely stunning. I love the design. Clean lines, uh, almost edge-to-edge screens. Um, not OLED. Um, I suppose that's too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're using the same, what do they call it, Super Retina uh, LCD yeah, displays display. that they used in uh, the, the iPhone X or XR, 
always say X, 10R. Um, <laughs> 10R. And, uh, it's, it's the worst name they could have it's given. It's terrible. That, that, that's, why would you call it 10 when it's X when everybody would just call it X? It's, yes. Well, maybe it made sense <clears throat> when it was the Apple, the Apple iPhone 10. But now you've added letters after it, so it looks like it should be mm. XS and XR. Exactly. That's a confusing thing. No. That's so confusing. No, you're supposed to say 10S and 10R. I mean, it's, it's a terrible naming scheme. Terrible, terrible naming scheme. But uh, we're not talking iPhone today. We're talking <laughs> I, iPad and, of course, the new MacBook Air as well. Um, but those new iPads, mm, they look beautiful. So they've um, they've increased the size um, of the what was the 10.5-inch iPad Pro to 11-inch. Mm while retaining the same rough form factor, same size. And then the 12.9 size they've retained is 12.9, but the, the actual device is dramatically shrunk uh, because of the re- reduced bezels. Um, yeah. I played around uh, not long ago with the iPad 10.9 uh, last year's model, and um, it really is a big thing, um, big mm. device. But I'm quite, I'm, I think I'm leaning towards getting the, the 12.9 inch this time around. Um, that bigger screen is going to be beautiful with Photoshop coming to the iPad, using mm, the Apple Pencil. Mm. Uh, I think the bigger form factor may be the one to get this time around. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, with something like this, with all that power, um, getting the bigger screen is really what it's about. If you're going to invest that time and uh, that money in, in the technology, um, this, is not, this is not definitely not going to be the one that you want to uh, you know, just hide in a bag somewhere. This yeah. thing is going to be purpose, purpose carried around with you everywhere you go. Um, and, and powerful too. This thing is apparently a, a bit of a beast under the hood, um, rivaling some benchmarks with some um, MacBook computers. Well, uh, indeed, which is also pretty interesting. Indeed, I saw that, and um, I think a lot of uh, um, well, you know, I take Apple's claims in its keynotes with a huge pinch of salt, but they did say that uh, this is ninety-two percent more powerful than all of the laptops that were shipped in the last twelve months. Hmm. But I mean that's all good and well, but the problem is the operating system doesn't allow you to do you know desktop like things. Yeah. So there's always going. I mean maybe we'll see a, a slightly different direction now. I mean if you put a keyboard and you've got the pencil with this thing, it could hmm. be a fully fledged computer. Um, obviously your typing experience might not be as good, but if if you can load the right applications, uh, not mobile versions, and run proper desktop versions of an operating system, hmm. then now we're starting to talk. Um, some interesting tech. Of course, you get Microsoft Office for uh, iPad now. Um, mm-hmm. It seems pretty fully featured. Uh, and you're right, you pair it with, and it comes with uh, this new, um, what do they call it, type keyboard, uh, folio keyboard, yeah. I think it's called. Um, yeah, key- keyboard folio, yeah. Keyboard folio. It looks nice. Uh, it doesn't have a trackpad, um, but then I guess you don't need a trackpad on an iPad. Yeah. Um, it could just, you know, you'd have to obviously be touching the screen quite a lot if you're working in Microsoft mm. Word, for example. Mm. You're going to have to touch the screen to select word, stuff and then copy and paste and that sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it's not, it's not a full laptop experience, but it's close to it. Oh, and definitely, and look, let's let's not forget who this is aimed at, guys. Uh, you know, a lot of creatives are going to be looking at this thing as a a, a real replacement for a notebook, mm. um, where you traditionally have a notebook and a drawing tablet, for example, um, which is quite a bulky accessory to have with you to begin with. Mm. And now that you have this, you can draw in virtually any any style and application you want, um, including high res vectors, because Adobe obviously has come to the party. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can see a big, big part of the creative market going for this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, one, and you, you can do it anyway. Just whip this thing out and start sketching. Mm. It's fantastic. And it comes in storage uh, capacities of up to one terabyte now, um, although you are going to pay through the nose for that. 
Yeah. Still no, still no um, uh, upgradable storage. So this is all built in, right? Yeah, well, the weird thing is that it, you know it's now got a USB-C port on, and they punted the fact that you can hook up external accessories like cameras to it. But um, the word from Apple is that you are not going to be able to plug in external storage, mm. which is just nuts. Yeah, especially again, you know what I was saying about designers and and even photographers. Those files are large that yeah. you're dealing with, right? Yeah. Twenty, thirty meg uh, raw photographs. You're going to have to be very smart about which photographs you have on your device at any given time. Yeah. I guess you can argue that the cloud-based, you know, with, with Adobe's suite of tools, you can very easily use a cloud-based um, storage system they've got in there. I mean, I guess, again, it's it's a fair argument, but it's, yeah, it, it would be, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, storage it's, it's, always It gets expensive as well. I mean, those uh, Adobe cloud plans are not cheap. So, um, you, you know, a lot of people want to bring their own storage. You know, you've got to, mm. you want to show mm. off some of your photography, Um you know, you've only got a, I say only, got a 256 gig iPad Pro. <laughs> uh, it'd be great to be able to plug in like a four terabyte external drive and then just go through your photography or whatever it is you want to do. But that's exactly the point I was trying to make earlier with when, you know, this is not a full piece experience. Or I mean, they're not making it something like that. Yeah. It, we know it wouldn't be. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of thing has always been the problem with the world gone that is my, uh, Apple, right? Yes. Um, yeah, that it would be nice. It would be nice to have done. I'm sure we'll get some third-party peripherals that allow you to, like a USB drive, that allow you to store um, using store data using that USB-C drive. Yeah. But yeah, that's another thing you have to buy. It's not uh, not going to allow you to work with your existing hard drives. That's for sure. Yeah, maybe some third party will figure out a way of doing it and solve the problem for all of us. But um, nevertheless, <laughs> they still they they still are um, lovely machines by the looks of it. A12X processor, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. faster than the one in the iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what else? Um, yeah, they've ditched the home screen, home buttons. There's no more touch ID. No, no, it's a beautiful clean bezel, yeah. Face ID. Um, I haven't used Face ID on the iPhone. I know it works exceptionally well on Android, um, or certainly on the devices I've used it with. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently from people that review that new screen, apparently the color reprodu- reproduction on that is fantastic. On the iPad, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. So that will obviously make a lot of sense again for people like photographers who want to do editing yeah. on the go. You know, get the true color reproduction going. Mm. But continuing with the uh, the iPhone uh, price movements, they uh, Apple has increased the prices of the iPad Pro compared to the previous uh, round. I think by about a hundred or hundred and fifty dollars. On average, so hmm. prices are going up. We grand, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, what 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 do we guess the South African rand price is going to be? Sixty grand? No, 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 it won't be anywhere. Near that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nowhere near that. Um, I think it starts at uh, what was the starting price? I forget. Something like um, I think nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Something like mm, that. Mm. Look, it's still be it will still be a pricey. Uh, I mean, it, this is going to rival most high end notebooks mm. that you can buy in any case. Yeah. So for a lot of people, they're going to have to make the decision. It, it will be, for most people, a luxury purchase, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, just something to watch YouTube videos on. This is not the thing you want to go for. You actually want to use all the power under the search. Yeah. And if you're looking for an iPad that um, is a media consumption device that you just want to browse a bit of web, do some banking, or um, read a magazine or something, then the entry-level iPad the sixth generation, I think it is, iPad, mm. is relatively well-priced, well, uh, and um, you don't need the Pro. The Pro is for people who want to really do creative stuff to um, 
to do Photoshop on their, their iPad, for example, or to do architectural stuff, or uh, mm-hmm. if you're going to use this for high-end work, then then it makes sense. But oh, definitely. But if you're just going to use your iPad to read your email and browse the web, then the the basic iPad mm-hmm. is more than enough, and a good device. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, definitely. I mean, they certainly revolutionized this one screen computing computing device that we'd love to carry around with us. Mm. Um, but yeah, I still would like to see more, you know, make the, make this thing compatible with more desktop-based software um, and, and hardware and external peripherals, you know, open yeah. it up. I mean, what would be amazing if you can connect this into your camera and it becomes a big screen? I'm sure there will be software coming out for it like that. So I think you can get software like that for I'm the, sure, the yes. normal iPad. Yeah. But I mean, it's not the easiest thing to get to those uh, those type of types of functions. Mm. But I look forward to seeing the South African pricing. Uh, I see the top end one is going to cost over eighteen hundred dollars. That's for the one terabyte Wi-Fi and LTE version. Mm. Eighteen thousand dollars is probably going to translate into about thirty-five thousand rand here when you include taxes and all the rest mm. of it. Mm. Um, so that's 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 a high-end laptop, thirty-five thousand rand. Oh yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's a serious serious gaming laptop. Mm. By it, but yeah. So how many are you gonna get? How, how many am I gonna get? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One for each room in the house. <laughs> I'm leaning towards the two five six gig version. Um, mm, I mm. think sixty four is gonna be too small, um, and I won't get the LTE version. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't the only thing they announced, right? New MacBook Air, yes. There were some rumors about whether they were actually going to kill off this line altogether, given how long it's been since they last updated Mm. the MacBook Air, or last did a big update to the MacBook Air. Um, But, yeah, they've brought out a new one, the thinnest they've ever done. I suppose they had to do that to make that Mm. claim. Um, And a Retina display at last. It was one of the last, uh, if not the last, MacBook uh, computers that did not have a Retina display. And once you've used a Retina display, you really cannot go back to it. No, you can't. You can't. Mm. But they really let let their customers down with the MacBook Air for such a long time. They did. When it came out, there was such a loyal following, and it was a great device. I was in it for a long time. It just didn't have the specs I needed. But, you know, it, and, and people wanted to keep update, keep, keep updated with the latest tech, you know, obviously being able to run something a little faster with that same, yeah. um, you know, kind of size function. So, yeah, but um, by all accounts, it seems like a, a kind of a good upgrade, and people that bought the MacBook Air last year are probably kicking themselves. Oh, yeah, no, indeed. Indeed, um, no. It's a nice looking computer. It's it's a kind of decidedly mid range. It's not mm. you're not going to do anything too um, processor intensive on this thing. Although there is a Core i seven SKU available, it's going to cost mm. a small fortune, mm. I'm sure. Um, but it's it's not a it's not a laptop that you're going to be doing um, heavy video editing work or anything like that on. No, for sure. For um, sure. It's more of a it's like an iPad with a screen. To be honest, maybe, it is. maybe yeah. you know we, we've kind of been moaning about that now with iPad Pro, but this really is what that is. Yeah, they kind of they obviously saw the need for it. Yeah, the, um, the new iPad Pro is actually but, the biggest competitor to this new MacBook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For I'd sure. actually love to see. The, know, have, I'd love to see the benchmarks because I actually have a, a sneaking suspicion that the new iPad Pro will outperform this MacBook. Yeah, I think you'll probably be right. But you won't have a nice keyboard and touchpad to go with it, so you have to weigh up your yeah. options, right? Yeah. <laughs> Depends if you want that mobility. Mm. But look, look, there's a lot you'll be able to do with this device regardless. I mean, you'll if you look at a lot of Apple users, the general Apple MacBook user or the MacBook Air user, you mm. know, they obviously do um, medium to heavy office use or web browsing, you know, do the odd photo edit here or there, but nothing crazy. Mm. Um there's a lot you can do with these devices within that walled garden we've been speaking about, which yes. is, I guess, the benefit of, of that. Yes. 
Yeah, I look forward to pricing, particularly on these new iPad Pro models. Um, nothing from Core Group yet. I did speak to them late last week, and they said they've had no word from Apple. Um, mm. But I, I'd imagine they're pretty quick these days. I'd imagine we'd have some word on local availability and pricing by the end of this week. Yeah, definitely. This is certainly going to be a hot one for this upcoming festive season, right? Yes, People for want sure. to upgrade their devices. <laughs> you certainly have a lot of stuff to spend your money on this year. No doubt about that. Um, unfortunately, the money's not going as far as it uh, did in the past, given the rand. Mm. Uh, mm. But it's, um, yeah, it's a beautiful piece of kit. Um, look forward to playing with it. Um, the accessories, um, it's such a pity the Apple Pencil isn't bundled, but I suppose Apple's got to maximize its profit somewhere. Um, well, they make most of the money from the accessories. Yeah, the, so, new, yeah. Uh, the price of the pencil's gone up too, from $99 to $129. So that's $30. So that's what probably work out to 550 Rand. Uh, sure, additional, sure. Um, but the new pencil looks beautiful. The way you can just snap it onto the side of the iPad rather than mm-hmm. having to dock it with the um, in the Lightning port uh, as you did with the old yeah. iPad Pro, uh, it's beautiful. You just tap it on the side, stick it on the side, and it starts charging. Which is yes, lovely. and the new touch features on it too, where you can touch to erase certain parts, so you have some custom functionality within like the double tap within the pencil. Yeah, double yeah, tap yeah. on the pencil to change, and, and it can be programmed apparently. Um, nice. Which yes, is nice. Yes. Uh, in the demo, at the keynote, they showed um, uh, someone working on a very, very large, high-resolution um, image. And uh, Photoshop is – the default in Photoshop when you double-tap is to zoom in to um, mm. full, mm. full size and then zoom out again for full screen view, which is, which is quite cool. But I'm sure you'll be able to program that as well. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Were you excited by the Mac Mini at all? Uh, not particularly, no. Um, <laughs> did you have a look at it? Yeah, briefly. I mean, it's it's a nice device, but again, you know, as with the E, I don't know why they left these so late. You know, there were people yearning for upgrades, and it just seemed like it, it never got to this point. I mean, they're focusing so much yeah, on the iPhone, they forget about these other products. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't know who this is marketed, who this is aimed at now. Because mm. I don't know anybody who would go out and buy a Mac Mini. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's notebooks or bust these days for people that use Macs, right? Well, the Mac Mini… Unless you get a nice big desktop with a screen. The Mac Mini has always been very popular for um, home entertainment systems. Um, It is a very expensive option for a home entertainment system. I think the new ones are going to easily fetch you 10,000 Rand. So, you know, you've… You've got to be pretty well to do to have that as your entertainment option to run your TV. But it is a it is a great option for doing that. Mm. Uh, and I was also interested. And I didn't realize this. Um, the, the Mac Mini is very popular in data centers. So they um, okay, in movie production industry apparently it's quite popular uh, for doing all the um, high intensity uh, editing work, um, adding special effects and all that sort of stuff. And um, a number of major movie studios have um, have used them in parallel in, in a data center to, to do that number crunching. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's still a nice device. I mean, the fact you can cram all of that into a little box, you know, it's, it's I like it, you know. It's, but, yeah, it's very expensive. And I think notebooks have become so good these days, it's difficult to justify spending money on a desktop machine unless mm. you're going to gaming. Um, yeah. And this is not that, of course. I think the Mac Mini would, might appeal if you were one of those die-hard Apple fanboys who absolutely has to have everything in your house Apple. Um, then, then maybe it fits into that kind of ecosystem. But for the rest of us there, I think they're better alternatives to run our TVs. Yeah, definitely. Look, it certainly would look good next to any TV, that's for sure. Sure. Um, and the stuff that you'll be able to do with it as a fully-fledged machine. But I've got an old Windows notebook, and it does everything yeah. I need it to do. So, 
mean, if it wasn't so expensive, if it was just a couple of grand at most, mm. then I would absolutely use it as to, to run my home entertainment. But I cannot yeah, justify yeah. spending more than 10,000 rand uh, on, on something that's just going to power my TV when I can get a, a cheap um, something else, you know. Even an Intel yeah, NUC is sure. going to cost you less. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's mm. probably a, that is probably a better argument to buy for in any case simply because it's going to give you a lot more power if you want to run yeah. various apps yeah um but if you if you're a diehard apple fan your budgets your budget is growing by the day yes. i mean if you have the latest iphone if you have uh, the ipad if you have at least one of the computers whether it's a desktop or a notebook or one of those i mean you could you in for probably over 150,000 rand yeah no if you're an if you're if you're commit, a committed um committed to the apple cause then um they are taking a lot of money out of your back pocket mm. that's for sure you're making some people very rich and i i do Look, wonder if this is going to backfire on apple at some point this this constant price escalation Look, I, I, I'm sure there's always going to be people who can afford to buy expensive tech. But to be honest with you, the, the people that I know that that was always uh, Apple fans, you know, the real creatives that that kind of swore by Apple back in the day when all the other guys were PC, they've moved all they've all moved over to PC now because mm. it just became too expensive. Um, yeah. Yes, if you if you work in a nice big corporate and uh, and and you know your budget allows you to buy that, but for for the rest of us, you know, when you're spending your money, Apple, mm. the Apple iPad, uh, the Apple a range of computers is certainly not the first choice, unless you're trying mm. to prove a point, <laughs> or unless you have to be on the Apple ecosystem. Mm. You know, I mean, it's still a great device, but your choice is so limited on the Apple platform. Yeah. You now I'm looking at three different gaming high-end machines on my desk that I'm testing and playing with and they're all much cheaper than Apple and they in my opinion far superior I mean they might not look as nice but mm. they're certainly going to give you a lot more performance for your uh, performance value for your money and Windows desktops are, are, um, are infinitely more upgradable than the Mac Pro um, mm, mm. which that I don't, I don't know what they were thinking in the creating that um, trash can shaped Mac Pro a couple of years ago, which is now horribly oh, outdated, sure. by the way. And the upgradability of that was was terrible uh, because of its design. Um, yes. You know, they used to make great already- Pros. They used to make great Mac yeah. Pros. Remember those giant uh, silver… Um, the cheese test- graters, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the creative swore by those things. Mm. And because you could upgrade, you could put in a off-the-shelf graphics card and actually, you know, yes. do some really cool stuff with it. Yes, um, there was uh, some level of upgradability. But you know, this is what any big corporate does when they're trying to control the chain. I mean, you, I guess Apple will argue that by keeping all of their system closed, it gives them better control over quality. Um, mm. Yes, at the expense of cost, obviously. Yeah. But if they control every part of what's in the machine, they don't have to worry about support for third-party anything. Um, Problem is, chases, control. problem is it's chasing customers to Windows. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. That that is going to be the constant battle, especially because they're upping their prices. If they were lowering their prices and they become really competitive, that's a different argument. Yes. Then you can say, here's a company that's really trying to just good, put good products into people's hands. Mm. thing is, now they know that they've got good products, they're just trying to make as much from it. Uh, if the demand is there, people are going to pay for it. Yeah. Well, it's in the iPhone, I mean, in the smartphone space, this is this is exactly – what they what they're doing is the market the smartphone the growth in the smartphone market has petered out, mm. um, and investors have become so used to Apple's profits growing year after year that instead of um, trying to broaden their product offering to uh, you know to to grow more around the world and perhaps appeal to a, a larger market, what they're doing instead 
is doubling down on the high-end products and hiking the prices to keep the profit margins growing. That cannot mm. be a sustainable strategy in the long term. No, because at the end of the day, the people that you want to buy your products are going to turn around and say, no, this isn't good enough. You know, and there are great source. alternatives out there. Exactly, exactly. And some of the other brands, I mean, MSI is really making some interesting strides in their notebooks. I mean, yes, they are end of the game, but there's some really nice office look, nice front office desk looking notebooks that's got the power that will outrun, you know, any note, any mm. MacBook um, today. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, I guess people like, people like, brands too you know they like to they like to stick with something they know um, apple is an incredibly powerful brand and um people love to be seen with an iphone because it's got this mm. brand cachet to it and uh, um you kind of you kind of tell your friends something about yourself because you own one but at, at some point consumers are going to say i'm being ripped off um let's find something else and and that that's i think that swing when it happens could mm. be quite swift it will be swift and it will be very severe because people, you know, the, the people, when they upgrade their tech, you can have these waves, right? People always just do it in these waves or whether it's a year or two years with their phone. So that will happen like with a phase or two and, and they will they will really battle. Yeah. The sad thing is, I mean, I always I still look at Apple as the tech that I would give my parents, right? I mm. would give them an iPad because I know that there won't be any issues and it'll just work. Yeah. Now, when I spoke to my mom the other day about a new iPad, because this is a bit dated, I'm thinking, like, is that really the best way to go now? Yes, it's still a great device, but the price you're paying, mm. you know, even for the basic ones, yeah, it's, it's not really the recommendation it was. Mm. And that's the reality of it. There's better alternatives, or there's other alternatives. Yeah, at some point with the strategy of pushing up the price, they're going to hit that, they're going to hit that barrier or that tipping point. When that happens, what do they do? Have they have they got a strategy beyond that, or mm. is the is this, is this just a short term? Let's ramp up profits. Um, let's get the share price as high as possible. Because if they don't have a strategy beyond the price in- increase um, uh, strategy that they've put in place at the moment, um, I, I think Apple is setting itself up for a huge fall, some point down the line. Mm. I don't know. Maybe also, I guess you have to. Well, you have to look at. The- <laughs> It's, this is also where things get a bit interesting when you talk about companies and what their real objectives are and what a company's moral values are. Like, what are, what are Apple in it for? Are they in it to, pro- it to provide really good? Well, this is a thing. They're not in it to provide really. Well, there's the, the off the offshoot of it is that they've got really good tech for yeah. for the masses. But their latest move with the pricing clearly indicates that they're not they're not really worried about the end user. They're just worried about the bottom line. Hmm. And producing really cool tech, which is fun, but uh, at the expense, and it's going to just open up the market for other guys. Um, yeah. Like I said, there's a dozen brands now. Um, I would much rather look at if I want to buy hardware, computer yeah. hardware. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can buy two for one in terms of the price of some of these, which is scary. Yes. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, most arguably the most successful company in history. Um, in some ways still riding on the coattails of Steve Jobs. Um, Tim Cook is no doubt about it. He's done an amazing job as well. Uh, he hasn't had a major product breakthrough um, in his time as CEO. Maybe the Apple Watch could be considered a partial product breakthrough, but certainly it's no, nowhere near the sort of size of the iPhone. Um, yeah, is it? are they coasting? Are they... Are they doing enough? I don't know. Um, We've seen giants fall before in yeah. the tech world. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Certainly won't be. Well, there certainly won't be the last of those. Just depends on who's the next. Yeah.
Well, we saw we saw Apple fall. I mean, they were incredibly powerful, popular company back in the 1980s, and they almost went bankrupt mm. in the 1990s. Yeah. So they might be worth a trillion dollars, but um, in this industry, the comp- level of competition and the pace of innovation, in five years they may be a hundred billion dollar company again. <laughs> <laughs> the roller coaster of tech. <laughs> Speaking of uh, huge investments, uh, Nasper, which is uh, our biggest technology company, um, made some interesting announcements at uh, the Cyril Ramaphosa's uh, um, investment summit. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before. Um, it was about 10 days ago. Uh, and they announced that they are creating something called uh, the Nasper Foundry. And they are going to be uh, making available 1.4 billion rand into the startup fund. Uh, aimed at funding and supporting local technology startups seeking to address, quote, big societal needs. Um, I think it's fantastic. One and a half billion rand going into the local startup community. Oh, that is fantastic, yes. That's a lot of money. It's going to do great things. Um, lots of That will facilitate a lot of investments, and a lot of great companies are going to, are going to be riding on the coattails of that, that investment. It's, I think it's fantastic news from Nasbash. And the most significant thing, actually, mm. that came out of the investment summit. Oh, for sure. It's just sad that we, I mean, that, that is a lot of money, but if you look at how much money is being squandered in government, you almost say like, whoa, there is so much money that can do so much good here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is definitely, this is this is incredible to see. Yeah. So they said they'd invest a total of 4.6 billion rand over the next three years mm. in the local technology sector, but the bulk of that will be going into its own existing investments, including companies like Take-A-Lot. Um, Clearly, um, Nasbash is betting big on Take-A-Lot. Um, we've, of course, got Black Friday coming up soon. Um, we'll talk about that in a moment. But um, they're also going to be investing in OLX, um, which is the online classifieds platform, and uh, Mr. D Food, um, mm. which I think is part of Take-A-Lot, um, which is ramp- yeah. ramping up quickly and is obviously a competitor to Uber Eats, uh, which I've been using and a lot actually, lately, actually. Uber Eats is very good. Really? I, I was just going to say, I've been going the opposite. Uber Eats has been great for a long time, but now Mr. Delivery is yeah, also so up. much superior. Wow, you must see the the range. And there's no like there's no distance limitation, so you can yeah. order something from someplace three or four suburbs from you, which Uber Eats, the, often I would not be able to order from oh, two or three suburbs from me. Like, they do some weird calculation where certain times of the day I can't access. So it's, if you haven't tried, Mr. I've actually been thinking about doing them as a pick for one of these. Okay. It's well worth checking them out. I haven't they, actually really used them good. lately, so maybe I should try them again. Um, I'll install the app on my phone and uh, have a go. The variety is certainly much better. I think okay. the restaurants do like them more. Oh, interesting. I don't know I don't know why, but they do. Yeah. A lot of the guys also that I that I used to buy from now have switched over to Mr. Deli- Mr. De- Mr. Delivery rather than yeah. Uber, interesting. which is also strange. Interesting. Yeah, what was funny though is I ordered something yesterday afternoon um, from my local curry place, and I ordered it through Uber Eats, and it was uh, delivered by a guy wearing a Mr. Delivery vest. <laughs> so, yeah, all of these guys do multi multiple accounts, you know. Yes, <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> they sign up for both apps, and uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I suppose the taxi drivers do that too. They use Taxify mm-hmm. and Uber. Mm. Um, yeah, it's hedging your bets, eh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we need to take a quick ad break. We'll be back right after this. Are you a search engine? Because you found me. I feel we have a strong connection. Well, you're pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. Should we drop it like a hot spot and head back to yours so we can show Max and snuggle? Let's get giga with it. 
Uh, but I don't have fiber. Don't get caught in 50 shades of delay. Broadband your horizons and switch to Vox's super fast, super reliable fiber network. Experience the momentum. Connect your world. Visit us at vox.co.za forward slash fiber. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. We're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country. Not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity. For business, for life, for you. And being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything. Well, welcome back to the show. How's it, Richard? How's it, Duncan? Monday afternoon recording, and it looks like there is a thunderstorm rolling in here. It's getting quite dark. I don't know if it's rolled into your. I believe there here. will be some. I believe there will be some rain tonight, which is good for those of us who dislike fireworks in suburbs. Uh, oh, good point. It's Guy Fawkes Day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good for those of us who uh, who are um, doing some gardening. Nudge, nudge, wink. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> good, good, good water into those roots. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, well, what else do we need to talk about this week? Um, uh, Black you, Friday. Black Friday, yes. So that's coming up later this month. When is it? The 23rd or the 24th or something? Yeah, um, just before payday, which is so weird. Just before payday, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a, uh, not a great time to have it. Um, but I, I don't know. I remember last year, Black Friday, it was a bit of a bit of a waste of time for me. I remember going onto a lot of websites, having a look around and finding mm. nothing I wanted to buy. Are we really excited about this? No, not at all. You're not? Consumerism, consumerism is not the thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's, be, it's just been pulled out of proportion. You know, you can't trust the Black Friday deal in South Africa because everybody's jumped on the bandwagon mm. and... You know, whether they give 5% discount or 3% discount, they call it Black Friday. Yeah. You know, that's not the, the that's, idea of Black Friday came for clearing stock before yeah. Christmas, you know, so everything had to go cost. That would be a, that, that's always mm. obviously good sales to have for those of us who want to buy stuff. But. In the States, you get fantastic deals on Black Friday. Mm. But in South Africa, you're right. It's like, okay, we'll knock 5% off our normal price. Uh, big deal, you know. <laughs> get five and off your rum or margarine. I mean, that's not really Black Friday. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, it's about big ticket items. I mean, you want to get a mm, mm. you want to get a TV at half price or something. Uh, you know, that's mm. a Black Friday deal. Mm. Um, but you're right; most of these Black Friday deals are, are rubbish. Um, uh, it's just it's just a way to sell more stuff. It is. Sell more stuff, and it's just uh, us copying the Americans again. Um, mm. And and some uh, there was one local tech news site in particular that does nothing but run Black Friday stories all day every day, doing themselves no cred- their credibility um, no <laughs> no good at all. I'm not going to name who they are. I'm sure most people can figure it out. But um, you know, and and they're going to get worse. This particular website mm. leading up to Black Friday, and you're going to see nothing but Black Friday headlines, and they're basically just doing the bidding for these. For these, uh, for these retailers who aren't yeah, actually it's just advertising disguised as a sale. It's advertising disguised as editorial at the end of the day. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I just don't get excited about it. You know, the, the thing mm. that interests me most about Black Friday this year is whether Take-A-Lot is going to be able to stay up or not. <laughs> <laughs> so are the days of our technology lives. <laughs> yes, that will be fun to see. I mean, it's been two years in a row now where their systems fell over the whole day, basically. Mm. Um, Are we going to go for number three? So Should we do a live broadcast to to see if it happens? <laughs> <laughs> like a live sports event, yeah. <laughs> Should we set up in their data center? Um, 
Oh yeah, that could be interesting. Watch the, look, I mean, I also watch the if, panic if they... on the developers' faces as they run around trying to fix the system. Oh yeah. But if Takealot, yeah. let's put it this way: if Takealot goes down for a third year in a row, then they need to start firing people. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's strange that they wouldn't that they're not able to keep it up. I mean, we <laughs> we have the technology to be able to 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 load balance traffic very yes, easily. Exactly. I, mean, I don't know what their systems look like, but you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway, it's always fun to see. Good mm. point. We must actually I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that. Any this news year. I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Black Friday. Neither Rechat nor I are particularly interested. But if you have a different view, please do send us a WhatsApp and let us know. The number to use is oh seven one triple nine double one double one. That's oh seven one triple nine double one double one, and we'll include it in our next episode, which will be on this coming Sunday. Now, I'm looking forward to hearing about this next story, Rehat. Um, this is about, you, you can now store your data in the form of powder. What How crazy earth? is that? Oh. I mean, okay, so let me, let me explain. I mean, and, uh, so essentially what these, uh, the researchers have, uh, well, uh, written in a journal, a team have figured out a way to store data on uh, on bits of uh, powder, um, bits of text, QR code, um, and they are then able to, using a chemical process, figure out a way to translate that information. Um, it's it's crazy. I mean, it, it, the, the paper is quite technical, and I don't want to actually read it. It's, it's going to be very boring. But they are able to extract data from 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 dust. Now we've seen stuff from 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 powder, but we've seen stuff before um, of other data storage mechanisms where people have stored data on DNA, for example, which is also pretty fascinating mm-hmm. if you think about it. Um, so yeah, is is this a sign of the physical world meeting the digital world? <laughs> Don't know. And where does this end? I mean, it is it is pretty crazy. Um, it's well with. I'll put a link up um, to the actual paper from the Ghent University. I'm not quite sure where they are based. Um, where they actually explain this in indeed in a bit more detail and and what it is about. All right, sounds very technical, but we'll include a link in the in the show notes on the website for. Uh, oh, it's very interesting for this podcast. Um, but I'll be sure to go and have a look at that. They're photos. I like pretty photos. I can't really do deep academic tests. Oh, uh, yeah. No, unfortunately not. There's not pretty photographs. There's some stock photographs, oh, damn. which would help. Damn. I want comics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our regular features. Uh, winner this week is Naspers for their announcement of the 1.4 billion rand investment in tech startups. And uh, the lo- our loser this week is their Chinese affiliate, Tencent. Uh, which is increasingly finding it difficult to trade in China with the government regulations. Um, they've now um, been required by the uh, Chinese government to register the IDs of all gamers on their platforms um, as the Chinese government tries to clamp down on um, uh, teens and kids uh, using uh, games too much. Um, but this is on top of the regulations um, that um, is preventing them from launching various game titles in that market, etc., uh, and it's been, it has put a lot of pressure on the ten cent share price this week. It has bou- oh, sorry this year. It has bounced a bit in the last week or two, but um, but uh, yeah, ten cent under pressure, working in a very difficult uh, regulatory environment of China. So they're our loser this week. Related picks: winner Nasbash, loser ten cent. Hmm. What is your uh, what's your pick this week, Rahat? So further to our conversation about notebooks, I've actually been very impressed with uh, a MSI notebook that I've been playing with. Uh, it is called the GF. Uh, GF638RC. What, 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 that just slips off the tongue. Yeah, I know it does. Eh? And, <laughs> and all of their models are this weird number. It's strange. Anyway, GF638RC. It's a Core i5 8th gen. Um, 
notebook, it's obviously a entry to mid-range, depending on the the, the, the specs that you go for. Um, so in in terms of look and feel, very basic, nothing over the top. It's actually a very neat chassis design. Um, it's obviously got a little bit of RGB built in, which is always fantastic. Some of the winning stuff for me on this notebook, though, is or the, the thing that really stood out for me first and foremost is a screen IPS level display 3840 by 2160 pixels I mean it's really it's really nice for gaming but also for doing some video editing in Photoshop um, I find it very nice for that the model that I'm testing is, uh, has got 256 gigabyte uh, SSD and 8 gigabytes of RAM obviously running Windows 10 so it's uh, and the processor uh, sorry and it's got a GTX 1050 um, with 4 gigabytes of RAM so again Entry level to mid range, depending on your configuration. Um, but for 18 grand, this thing will outperform probably most MacBooks out there for, for real work, I would imagine. Um, it is really a nice device, uh, and it's snappy too. So if you want it, most of the, most of the popular games you can play with, you know, just some tweaks in your settings. Um, the GTX tends, uh, the, the graphics card is, is, is still a nice performer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some friends who also play with uh, some low-end cards, and you know you can you can tweak the performance quite nicely on the games today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was very impressed with it for just uh, just over eighteen thousand, just under nineteen thousand rand. Um, this is a pretty nice notebook, um, and even though it's aimed at gamers, I mean this is this is a nice office powerhouse if you want to do some 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 more high-end um, office-related stuff, maybe a bit of editing. Um, and then the occasional lunchtime game. This is definitely a notebook worth checking out. Did you say there's four gigabytes of RAM or four gigabytes of video RAM? Video RAM, video oh. RAM, and it's got 16 gigabytes of, uh, sorry, eight gigabytes of uh, system RAM. Eight gig, okay, okay. So definitely yeah, look, I mean, entry it, to it, mid. Yeah, so this it is entry to mid. Mm. Um, but even even with eight gigabytes of RAM, which you can upgrade, obviously, if you want to get a 16 gig configuration, which is highly recommended. Mm-hmm. But only really if you if you if you if you require that for your usage. Mm, mm. But uh, all all specs combined, this is a, a nice performer. Yeah, good stuff. I've got two picks this week. Uh, maybe making up a little bit for my absence last <laughs> week. Um, my first pick is is a is a game uh, which I picked up in the Steam Halloween sale last week for something ridiculously small amount of money, like twenty rand. Uh, normal price nice. is seventy nine rand. But even at 79 Rand, it's very, very much worth it. It's called Train Valley. Um, you basically pl- uh, command a, 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 a set of um, train tracks, and you've got to control the trains going to different stations. Now, it might sound yeah. terribly boring, but it is the most intense gaming I have done in a long time. Much more intense than playing a shooter. Because you've got to control these trains and they're coming and going at all times and um, they've got a mind of their own or they depart stations if you don't let them go, if you don't release them from the station yourself at a certain time. So you've got tra- multiple trains running. You've got to be releasing them from the stations. There's no- new stations being added all the time. You've got to build the tracks between all these stations. You have a limited budget. Uh, you've got to, The only way you make money is by getting the trains into other stations. Um, Sounds like hard work. If the trains collide, they explode. <laughs> and destroy the tracks. Um, wow. Uh, it is utterly addictive. Um, I, I, it's been sitting in my Steam wish list f- um, for a long time, and I just haven't bought it. And then I saw it going, going for 20 bucks or whatever it was. I decided, ah, oh, what the hell? You know, if it's boring, it's just 20 bucks. Uh, it, it was the best 20 bucks I've spent in a long time. <laughs> very, very good. Even at 79 Rand, absolute steal. I highly recommend it. When we're talking about sales, now there's a sale to look forward to. Any Steam sale, yeah. any time of the day, any time of the year, that yeah. is one to look forward to. Absolutely. So, Train Valley, if it sounds like you're saying go buy it immediately because um, it's, it's really, really good. But it's really difficult, I must it. warn you. Um, 
I just uh, if you're grabbing it there, Rehart, just uh, be be aware that um, fire it up when you've got quite a few hours to spare because yeah, no, you're I going don't. to get sucked in very quickly. PUBG's already doing that for me still, so yeah, <laughs> there's a long list of games I need to catch up on. Yeah, I've been playing Party Hard too, by the way, um, and I can't get into it. I bought it, played five minutes. I also didn't play more of it. What what don't you like about it? Was it just a different game style? Yeah, it's quite different. It looks looks nice. It looks really nice. Um, For those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, the the Party Hard games. Um, The first one uh, was really addictive. You basically, the storyline is you... um, you're a you're a guy who's um, trying to sleep next to a house where there's a major party going on. So you uh, eventually get so enraged that you go next door to the house and you kill everyone. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <it's>, Best <laughs> plot for a game ever. Yeah, um, it's it's done in sort of what do they call eight bit graphics, and it's uh, it's very cleverly done. Um, but the new one, it's it's just it just seems a bit complicated. Um, maybe I just need to spend more time with mm, it. Mm. But certainly, part, the first party hard was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's uh, Train Valley. Go check it out. And my second pick this week, and it's a phone I just got on upgrade, actually, um, and I've been using it for the last uh, week or so, and that's the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. Um, I was due for an upgrade and uh, been shopping around a lot and decided to go for this phone, and I am suitably impressed. Brilliant phone. 6.4-inch screen OLED, um, and battery life is unbelievable. I get up to two days out of it. Um, I am not charging this thing every day like I did with every other smartphone I've owned previously. Um, uh, um, which is which is probably one of the biggest features of any smartphone device. If yeah. the battery can last, you've got a healthy user base right yes. there. Yes. Uh, it's it's a 4,200 milliamp hour battery. Um, what's, uh, just trying to think, when did I last charge this? Um, what's today, Monday? Um, yeah, I charged it last night or yeah, late yesterday afternoon. And it's still sitting on 56% the next day. Wow. It wasn't charged last night. And I'll, it'll just continue. It'll probably last me through to tomorrow morning before I plug it in again. Because um, uh, it's new, I'm running down the battery fully and charging it uh, for the first three times. I always do that with a new smartphone. Apparently, it's good for the battery. I don't know if that's an old wives' tale or not. Um, it may be. It may <laughs> be. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, what also blew me away was the fast charging. It comes with a 40-watt supercharger, as they call it. And the first time I charged it to full, uh, it took just over an hour. The second, and that was from completely dead. Um, the second time I charged it to full from completely dead, it took forty minutes. That's nice. Now, fast charging is such a critical feature on on, on smartphones today. I mean, you you need the initial mm. bolt of juice. Yeah. That's fantastic. I do wonder though whether these these very fast chargers. Um, uh, undermine the long-term quality of the battery. Do they damage the battery from that fast charging? Would it be actually be better to charge them slowly? I don't know. I'm sure the technology with the technology there, there's, there's obviously a a, a point to mm. which you can push the battery. But I think if, if the materials have improved, definitely. I mean, yeah. you should be able to push it safely. I mean, I've been using on the One Plus Five fast charging. It's got fast charge. It does eighty percent or seventy percent in thirty minutes. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've been using that for a long time, and it's it's fine. It's no, no problems yeah. with that. And actually, yeah. I can't live without it now. I can't imagine a phone that takes too long to charge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've still got some old phones around here, which I use for other purposes. And you plug it in, and it takes like two and a half hours to charge. <laughs> yeah, like, who's got time for that? Nobody's yeah. got time for that. Yeah. So the fast charging is amazing, um, you know, coupled with that massive battery. Um, the, the other two standout features on this phone for me are the in-screen fingerprint reader. Um, it's the first time it's been integrated into a major name smartphone, and it works very, very well. Although I actually unlo- find myself unlocking this phone most of the time with face unlock rather than using the 
the mm. fingerprint reader. Um, but this, the, undoubtedly the highlight of this already very good phone is the camera setup. Um, it takes unbelievably good pictures. Uh, it's got a triple camera setup on the back. You can take photos in up to 40 megapixels. Um, Rechad, you'll be particularly interested in that. I know you've just received a review model of the phone, so uh, yeah. you haven't had a chance to play yet. But check out this thing's super macro capability. Um, so Ooh. if you're going to take a if you want to take a close up photo of, of of something, and I I actually took a photo and posted on Instagram the other day of a head on with a park down prawn, which is the most fascinating <laughs> thing I've seen yeah. in a long time. Um, they're actually really interesting looking critters. But um, if you want to just take a photo of I don't know anything in your garden or wherever. Just push the phone camera right up to that uh, thing you want to take a photo of, and you'll see the camera automatically switches into, um, I presume it's fo- firing up another lens. Um, I haven't checked that, but I think it is. Uh, and um, it then goes into super uh, macro mode. And um, you can take uh, images up to like two centimeters away from the uh, from the object, and you can do amazing stuff that until now has only been possible on a, using a macro lens on a DSLR. Mm. It's little things like that that makes you know if it makes it easier for 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 people who just want to take nice snaps. Mm. Uh, it's really nice features to have. Yeah, I look forward to playing with it. Um, yeah. I've, I've seen any good things. Um, obviously, my my most disappointing aspect of it is no three point five millimeter audio jack. Yeah, I wish they wouldn't do that. I mean, there's plenty of space to put one in. Um, but uh, yeah, Apple. I blame Apple for all of that. Apple, yeah, trendsetters. Yeah. But I think the most important question is what color did you go for? I went for Twilight, uh, the, which is the gradiated color. The unique color. Yeah. Yes, yes. And? Um, I actually wanted the green one, but they're it? not bringing it into the country. I like it a lot. Um, I like it a lot. It's Because um, the one that I've got here is a black one, and it's nice. I mean, yeah. it's, but I do think that Twilight would look much nicer, to be yeah. honest. It's, not as, it's, it's, it's a lot more muted than it was on the P20 Pro. That, that, the, the Twilight effect there was, was, was a lot brighter. So it's, it's mm. a lot more muted. But it's amazing when you step out into the sun and look at the back of this phone and just see this... This sort of beautiful color. It's almost, like an, it's almost like oil on the surface of, of water. Sure. Um, it's very nicely done. Unfortunately, they're not bringing the green one into the country, which has that nice material, on anti-slip mm. material on the back. They're only bringing the twilight and the black into South Africa, and um, I suspect that's because of our uh, our operators. Yeah. They are very conservative. So, that's, that's, a, that's a topic for another conversation. Yeah. The only other thing that I've noticed with this um, Huawei so far is it's, it's a bit of a fingerprint magnet on the back. Yeah, but you're going to put a case on it anyway. So, do they have? Well, they have a nice range of accessories for this. They're not in the country well, yet. I've been trying to get stuff. one. I mean, there's one in the box, uh, which is a basic bumper case. Um, it probably wouldn't protect it against a fall. Um, but yeah, there will be a full range of accessories, I'm sure, in the next couple of weeks. I do like the heavier feel of it too. Just it to, is heavy, but it's, it's not hasn't. too heavy. I like it. Yeah. I like the heaviness. I mean, compared to my OnePlus, it's it's a lot heavier actually. Yes. But yes. I, it, I don't know what it is. It's just something about something mm. with a bit of weight. It's the large Maybe battery and the wireless charging that I think adds the heft mm. to it, yeah. Which is something that, yeah, I mean, you can charge another person's phone, which is you a can. pretty cool feature. You can. <laughs> That's a pretty cool feature. As they made a point in the keynote of saying, you can charge an Apple iPhone with it. <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played, boy. <laughs> but amazing how far this company's really come in, in, in a short space of time. I mean, um, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't consider buying a Huawei device. Oh, definitely not. But even in notebooks now, we were talking about the Apple effect earlier. I mean, this is a company that's going after the Apple piece of the pie. Yeah. They're producing the, the, the quality of products now um, that an Apple user would be accustomed to. Mm. You know, everything from their marketing, their branding, the in-store experiences, all of those things that they did um, is very much Apple-like. Yeah. 
If I was Samsung, I'd be terrified of Apple. Oh, sorry, of uh, oh, yeah. Huawei. Um, I think they're more going after Samsung than Apple because mm. a- a- I think Apple users are pretty much ingrained in the system, and they, you know, sure. they, unless Apple well, pushes Samsung- their prices up too high, they're probably not going to switch. But Samsung is a direct competitor in the Android space. Oh, definitely. But Samsung employed the same tactics, going after they that, that high-end market. They did. They're just copying um, what Samsung did. Exactly. And yeah. I think Huawei's just following suit. And they're producing interesting enough devices, for me at least, as somebody who's pretty pretty particular about hardware that they mm-hmm. purchase, um, yeah. for me to go, yeah, this is interesting. Which I, th- I, think, I think it's great news for consumers because I think that next year's uh, Samsung model, the Galaxy S10, which is it's, it's what it's probably going to be called, uh, maybe the Galaxy SX. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I do not feel ashamed. I do not feel ashamed for saying 10S or 10R, whatever. That's, I'm just sticking with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm the consumer. I'm right. <laughs> so uh, February, probably around February, March next year. They usually do it around Mobile Congress. Uh, I think that Galaxy S10 is really going to have to pull the rabbit out of the hat now to uh, to to catch up and beat this uh, this Huawei Mate 20 Pro. Yeah, look, for an Android consumer, for a smartphone consumer, you have some really nice choices now. Let's just hope the software keeps up and we get the latest versions of Android on these devices mm-hmm. continually, you know, yeah. on an ongoing basis. It's yeah. the only thing that's kind of making it a yeah tricky. Yeah. Okay, I think that's our show, Rehat. Having a look at the show notes, we just need to do our, um, our quiz, quiz. And, uh, and our song pick of the week, which is mine this week. And we'll be playing a South African song. I'm just lining it up in Spotify here quickly. There we go. Uh, our first question in the quiz this week was, Apple has dumped the lightning connector in the new iPad Pro for what type of I.O. port? And that is, of course, USB-C. Finally. Finally. <laughs> the second question. Former Vodacom executive Romeo Kamala is said to be launching a new tech investment fund. What is it called? And the answer is LLH Capital. And which airline's systems were compromised earlier this month, affecting the records of 9.6 million customers? And it's Cathay Pacific. It's a Hong oh, yeah, Kong airline, I think. Yeah, yeah. Another interesting news, I thought, uh, IBM last week said it would buy, buy which open source software company? And the answer there is Red Hat, the guys behind Linux. Yeah, interesting move. MTS oh, or MTN. IBM share price. <laughs> Fell sharply on the on the acquisition. I think they paid thirty two billion dollars for it, something like that. That's yeah, that is interesting. I wonder why it would fall because this is a, I think, a pretty clever move. Well, I think obviously investors are uh, are concerned they've overpaid for it. Concerned. Oh, okay, mm. that could be it. Mm. But everything runs on Linux. I mean, if you, <laughs> you know, you've got a very strong, you've got a very strong influence there if you. Yeah. Play those cards. You know? yeah. I mean, it's, it's still open source, but I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's certainly an interesting move by IBM, which increasingly seems to be, a, a, you know, less relevant in the in the tech space. Um, mm. Their market value is sitting at about a hundred billion dollars, so they're one tenth of the value of Apple. This was once the biggest mm. computer company in the world. It used to, it's it dominated yeah. the computer industry. Now it's worth one tenth of Apple, which is astonishing. Yeah, it, that is. Uh, yeah, Apple should take note of these things. Giants do fall. No, indeed, indeed, indeed. And the last question in this week's quiz: Which South African mining veteran wants to build a battery? Build battery? Sorry, ugh, I'm, <laughs> I'm stumbling over my own. Uh, uh, in my defence, uh, it's getting very dark here, and um, the, the light is failing because there's a thunderstorm coming. So I'm struggling to read. I should have put the desk light on. Which South African mining uh, veteran uh, wants to build a battery materials giant to help challenge China's domination of the nascent industry? And that is Brian Manel. 
And that's our quiz this week. Um, we're playing out with, uh, I've actually nabbed a song from a podcast that Rechard and I are planning to do, a version of the Rock Central Music Podcast sometime soon. Um, hopefully in the next few weeks we'll get around to recording it. Um, which will focus on South African rock music. Um, but I've pilfered one of the songs that we're planning to play on that uh, on that show. And uh, this is a band called Zen Arcade uh, and a song called Crazy Over You. You've probably heard this on the radio before. From Rechard and myself, until next time, this Sunday, in fact, six days from now. Cheers. Mm. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>
Long live 